You ready for the word of God? After all this, you got to be ready. They just ushered us right on in. Now God come speak to me now. I'm hot. I'm ready for it. Amen. We're going to continue teaching. And I want to let you know, we're going to continue teaching on relationship, divine, divine relationships. And I was struggling. I didn't know what the Lord was going to have me teach on next month. And there was two words he had given me. But after today, well, he woke me up this morning. He said, I was struggling with teaching on being thankful or being obedient. But he said, get them in line for obedience so I could release the promises that I have for them. See, now, he redeems us. He puts us in these relationships and helps us understand that kingdom relationships, no matter what, if he put it together, there's something coming out of it. I want to read the word, a theme scripture, and then we're going to jump right into the word. You guys ready? I believe there's something hot off the press for you. How many of you are expecting something? Let's read it. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Say, I'm ready for my reward. Now look at your neighbor and say, take two. Amen. Today the message is going to, um, I want to read, I want to read a prelude um, first, and then we're going to turn to our main scripture. But I want to read Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11 and 12. And then we're going to turn to our main text, but I believe that we need to put this word in the atmosphere Isaiah 55, verse 11 and 12. No, no, 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this divine opportunity that you have given us. You called us name by name. We answered your call. You gave us a fresh breath of life, gave us grace to make it here. And now that we're here, you have placed burning desire in us that we would hear from you. So, Lord, because you're almighty and all powerful, we ask that you would take every thought captive. Break down every wall of division. Bring us into a oneness so that we could hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And as I stand, I tremble, knowing, Lord, that I am not worthy, but I am your choice. So I ask you, Father, to consecrate me that I may be used so that we could hear from you and you'll be glorified and we will be edified in Jesus name amen verse number 10 says for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater here we go you ready so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please 
and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. I want you to shout, I'm the thing. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Say, I'm the thing. All right, now turn to 1 Samuel chapter number 3. Verse 1. And you got to say amen. amen. If you're turning, say it. Wait a minute. All right, we're ready. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time. While Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, he was sleepy. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel. And he answered, here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. Oh, wait a minute. And, but wait, and he asked, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he said, I, am, I did not call Lie down again, and he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not know, yet know the Lord. Nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Keep that in mind. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And it shall be if he calls you that you must say, speak, Lord. For your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. God said, I'm going to do something. And ears going, whoo. I'm going to look back. Good Lord. At verse number nine, it says, at verse 10, the, now the Lord came and stood and called at other times, and Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Eli told him to speak to God and let him know that he was the servant. Um, I, I want I want to give you what I believe God wants you to know today. The message is entitled "God Wants Your Ear." 
Go ahead and tell your neighbor, say, God wants your ear. Before you sit down, tell him, give it to him. <laughs> amen, amen. I, I really, I want you to know, as I was studying over the text, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, in the 8 o'clock, um, we were running late, but I, I want I to tell the 11 o'clock, I was studying over the text and understanding Samuel had two birth parents by right. Um, his first, um, his daddy's name was Alkanah, and his mama's name was Hannah, and his mother, his mother could not have children. And so um, she, she was forced, because she desired to have something so bad, she was, she, she was forced by the inner woman to go and worship God. <clears throat> and, and the Bible says she worshiped God in such a way that the priest thought she was drunk. Mm -hmm. and, and because of that unrestricted, unref, unrefined worship, because she didn't care who looked at her, she, because she didn't care what people thought when she got before God, she was going to let God have everything that she had. Uh, and, and, so, and so the Bible says that because of that, um, God heard her request and opened up her womb, and she gave birth to Samuel. Samuel, Samuel the prophet, whom we're hearing about, he, uh, she births a prophet, but she was yet barren. Later on, she continues to give birth after she births a prophet and gives the prophet unto God. She said, uh, I'm giving you over until the priesthood, and I'm not even going to raise you. I, I love God so much. You're going to be set aside for his work. God said, because you did that, here, let me bless you with five more children. And so, and so he, 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 and five is significant to the number grace. And so I, I had to do um, a little bit deeper research into uh, because God makes sense of everything. And I understood that his dad's name um, really means um, God has created. So Elkanah means God has created. Elkanah means God has created. What does Elkanah mean? His mother's name, which was Hannah, and Hannah means favor and grace. So God hooked up Elkanah with Hannah. He created favor and grace. Only to give birth to a prophet named Samuel, and Samuel, God created favor and grace to produce someone who would ask of God and hear of God. Oh, wait a minute. So then, Samuel means to ask of God and to be heard by God. Let me, let, let me give you the picture. God, God said, I am the creator, and I'm going to create and hook up two people with issues, but I named them so I could create something that's going to hit Brentwood on the 22nd day of October in the year of 2017, and they're going to need to know that I want their ear. Is there anybody who has an ear to hear from the Lord? I, 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 no, I want to let, let God know you want to hear from him. So, 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 so we understanding that God, God, um, he, he wants your ear. And in relationships, relationship, we have been trained. We have been trained um, to operate in certain ways. And, and one of the training things that we have had is that we have made relationships about us. Therefore, when we enter the relationship, 
we got too much to say. And you always want to give your opinion and talk about how it should be according to your standards. That's why these relationships are falling apart at the seams. Because everybody got too much to say. And so we enter into relationships and we always want to talk about what we want to talk about. You want to be, listen, you want to be heard, but you don't want to hear. And therefore, therefore, in these relationships, everybody's trying to get the last word and trying to get the very last word. Isn't that something? Everybody wants to be right. A healthy relationship is not about who's right. If it was, listen, if it was, about, if it was about who was right, then we wouldn't have never been able to get into a relationship with Jesus. But it's about righteousness. And so therefore we have really adapted to a way of living that God says, I got to cancel today. Therefore, he says, in order for me to cancel out your behavior, I'm going to have to have your ear. Because he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit has to say. We have been used to listening to what everybody else has to say. And listen, most of the things, we, we rehearse what we want to say. You get in a relationship and go have a conversation and then stand in the mirror and rehearse what you're going to say to them when you get hooked up with them. It is something that we don't even belong to this system anymore, yet we, when God comes in and gives us a relationship with him, we bring all of that way, all those ways of living into uh, kingdom living. Therefore, our relationships are suffering and falling, to, falling apart in the church. Now, get this, get this, because we are ready and willing to walk out of relationships really quick if it's not going your way. But let me share something with you. If you look in the word of God, God has hooked up divine relationships. And in divine relationship, I want you to know something. Divine relationship mostly are within a family. And in a family, family has hurt one another. I want everybody that's got it all together and never hurt nobody to just stand up real quick. I was going to have the ushers take you out. So, so we, we, we enter in these relationships and we, we always want to be heard. And, you know, and, and, and listen, if we're not heard by who we want to be heard from, we'll call somebody so they can hear from us. We just want to run, run our mouth. Be wise to listen and hesitant to speak. But yet we flip the script. We always want to get our point out. And listen, if you, if you can't get it out, you get mad. This, this particular text shows us that a relationship is about hearing. And so in order, in, order to really, in order to really have a successful relationship, you are going to have to have an ear to hear. And hearing from God is the key. We want to hear from everybody else, but hearing from God is the key. You know, we, we, want, we want to talk to God. We want to talk to people. We want to get our points across. But when's the last time that you wanted to just hear? I guarantee you, I, I could take a survey in here. And I heard how uh, Samuel had to approach God. He said, speak, Lord. He didn't say, Lord, I need this. Lord, I'm in this by. Lord, I messed up here. He said, Lord, speak. In other words, God, I want to hear from you before you hear from me. Because if you hear from me, I may say something I'm not supposed to say. And I don't even really know what to say. Anyway, you're the only God that knows everything. So speak. Hallelujah. We have 
got into relationships and and want to be heard and we want to do uh, that was the problem with Samuel Samuel was in the church now get this Samuel Samuel was serving in the church he was serving the priest the Bible said for years he's serving the priest and his mama would bring him a robe up to him every year and offer sacrifices and then give him a robe because he was serving in the church. He was serving the priest. And that's what's wrong with the church. We want to serve, but we don't want to hear. In other words, we're willing to work hard, but we don't want to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Therefore, we'll, we take this, this whole system and we get in these relationships and we work real hard. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to fry those eggs. I'm going to cook that bacon. I'm going to make it taste real good. Oh, yeah, man, I'm going to wash the car. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to bring home the money. I'm doing all of this. All of this service, but you don't have an ear to hear what, the, what your relationship wants to speak to you. You jump up running to plead, and you're not spending time in investing because you'll speak to your relationship, but you won't hear back from it because you're too busy serving. Let me tell you something. You can serve all you want to, but if you do not have a spirit to hear who you're in relationship with, you're going to bring breaking eggs to the bed one day and ain't nobody going to be in the bed because you haven't heard what they've been trying to communicate to you. You spent time talking at first when you were entering into the relationship. Then you get in and you want everything your way. Whatever happened to pillow talk? Let me tell you something. If you don't have no pillow talk, uh, the relationship goes away. And that's what I want to tell you. When's the last time you had some pillow talk with God? You've been talking about every other thing. You've been serving God. But when's the last time you just had some intimacy and had some t- pillow talk with God? Speak to my heart, Daddy. Just tell me anything you want, Daddy. I just want to be here for you, Daddy. When's the last time you had... Some pillow talk. Uh, everybody like a little pillow talk. <laughs> you don't got no pillow talk. It ain't happening. Uh, Samuel, Samuel, he, he, he's in the church, but has no relationship because he doesn't know God's voice. He has been so busy serving that he couldn't hear. So don't be so quick to want to do before you let God do you. Uh, He said, the service, the service. God said, I know you can serve because I put it in you to serve, but I want your ear. The reason why things are getting messed up is because you haven't given me your ear so I could speak to you. Oh, now I get it. So then David writes, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow. Wait a minute. When you're seeking God, you are entering into a secret place because nobody can see you seeking God. That's between you and God. And the more you seek God, the more you go into secrecy. You, listen, you don't, when you enter into a relationship, a romantic relationship, you don't tell everything that you're telling to the one you're romancing. It's a secret. And when you're romancing God, when you're seeking after him, it's a secret. People don't know how you're seeking him. People don't know uh, what's going on. But listen, All they know is that you're seeking him because something happens to you while you're seeking him. You enter this place called secret. Come in for a minute, Nova. When you're in secret with God, the Bible says you abide 
in the shadow of the most high God. So then, he then begins to abide in the shadow of God. So if God is still, because he's seeking him, he's still. But when God begins to move, he begins to move. Because he's in the shadow of God. And your shadow has to go wherever you go. So wherever God goes, you go. And if God goes fast, you go fast. And if God stops, you stop. And if God turns around, you turn around. And if God dips, you dip. Because you are abiding in the shadow of the Most High God. But you cannot get there unless you first become a seeker. So, so, so Samuel, Samuel did not know the voice of God. He was in the church, but didn't know the voice because he was serving who was there instead of listening for the Lord. But here's, a, here's, here's some good reasoning for him. Because there was no word from God and there was no revelation. But you got word and you get revelation day by day. And so if you got word and you got revelation, then you ought to be able to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. He who has an ear, give God a praise for having an ear to hear. He... he, he was, he was in the church and God spoke to him. Now, the Bible says when God spoke to him, he said, Samuel. And Samuel, because when God speaks, you're going to know it's him. Bible said he was laying down, but God spoke. And when God spoke, he hopped up and he took off. Let me tell you something. God will speak one word that will take you off. <laughs> Samuel! Samuel jumped up, ran down to Eli. Here I am! You called me. Eli said, uh, what me? Go lay back down. Because they said, Eli was asleep. You, you ever then woke up? And you sleepy? Bible said he was sleeping. Eli said, Going back, boy. He went back. Bible said he laid down. He was asleep. Samuel. Here I am. You called me. Because the only thing he was used to was serving what was in front of him. Listen, when God speaks to you, he's calling you higher than what's next to you. He he, 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 he says, oh, wait, wait, this boy, uh, you, you bothering me. Go on back and lay down. He went back. Bible said he did it again. This time when he woke him up, the spirit revealed to him, that's my voice. So he tell him, listen, Samuel, when you go back, go lay down again. And when you lay down, when he call you this time, you're going to need to speak back to him. You're going to have to tell him, speak, Lord, for your servant hears you. Uh, he went back. God woke him up. This time, he didn't run. I don't know who's been running here and there trying to get an answer. But God says, be still and see the salvation. If you have an ear and you open it to me, all you have to do is tell me, speak, Lord, for your servant has an ear to hear. Is there anybody here that needs God to speak to them so that they can move into the ways of God and out of their own way and take on all that God has? Oh, God. 
he, he, he was a seeker. Uh, you, you know what I like about God? The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he, he's near. Um, now, it, the thing about God, how many of you as kids played hide and go seek? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you play, but, 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 but hide and go seek, you couldn't win until you found him. God's so awesome, he said, you win by seeking me. <laughs> All you got to do <laughs> is just come after me. And he said, and I'm right here all the time. You don't even have to find me because you seek me. You can have everything. Oh, seek the Lord. Seek him. And you win. Do I have any God seekers in here? Hallelujah. The, 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 second, the, the second thing, uh, he, he first says that we have to become Seeker. Samuel shows that we got to be seekers. The next, the very next thing is that he, he, he had to tune in uh, and hear. And, you know, he, he began to operate in, in wisdom. He heard God. Um, and he spoke back to the one he was hearing from. Which means that, listen, um, it says, faith cometh by and hearing the. And so God says, I got to increase your belief system. But the reason why you keep tripping over what's going wrong is because you're not hearing what I have to say. Isn't it something that we will pay attention to what others say more than what God says. God says, you're beautiful and you're wonderfully made. A person can tell you something and you will listen to what they said more than what God said. God says he will supply your every need. Somebody could come along and tell you, you don't have enough, you don't have nothing, and we believe what they said. Why is it that we can tune our ears into what people say more than what God says? So now let me help you in your relationships. The reason why that happens is because you are so in tune to you that you will hear something that looks like you. But when you get in tune to God, you could block out stuff that doesn't even match up to you because you're so in tune with the one that's above you that you go above it. So whatever they say goes up underneath you and you on top of it and you know that you're much better than that and you believe what God had to say because you don't listen to what people have to say. Hearing, hearing, you know, we, I, I was thinking about it and said, uh, faith coming by hearing, hearing the word of God. And he said, focus on the, do not focus on the things that are seen. And I was thinking about the power and just what you see. But God don't want your eyes. He wants your ear, which means there has to be more power in what you hear. And I thought about that for a minute because you can see somebody that's all messed up. And you can see them and you will them into the hospital. And the doctor come out and tell you everything is going to be all right. And you focus on what he said because your ear has more power than what you see. As a matter of fact, they can go in dead and the doctor come out and say we revived them. You saw them dead, but your ears heard that he was alive. Why? Because God says there's more power in what you hear, so he wants you to give him your whole ear. You've been giving him part of your ear when you wanted to give it to him, and the rest of the time, you were so busy hearing the noise that pleased you, you couldn't hear him. Wanting to be flattered. 
Everybody like hearing that. Oh, you look so nice. So we go around looking for her. Oh, hi. And then you go around looking for hi. Because you like it. You look for it so much that if somebody don't say hi to you, you got an attitude. Because you are focused on what you see. And it has become you so that now you are trying to have a demographic of your own and you want things to work your way. But God doesn't work that way. God wants you to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Because if you can hear it, you can have it. That's why the enemy is always trying to get in your ear. Because if he can get in your ear, then he can get in your speech. And you start talking just like him. And when you start talking like him, you bring the atmos- his atmosphere into yours. That should have jumped, that should have leaped everybody's spirit. Now you don't, now you understand why so much stuff goes on around you because you talk about it. If you have an ear to hear what he has to say, you could know instantly that everything is going to be all right. Let me just share this with you. I didn't even realize it, but I've been focusing on what I say and who I hear from. And this morning, as I was getting ready to come to church, and I've I've been listening to worship since 630 in the morning. I'm just in worship. I'm just in worship. I'm just in worship. I'm just hearing from God through the song. I turn on TV, and I'm hearing from God in the message. I'm just just in worship. I'm walking around. I'm preaching to myself. Ain't nobody else up, but I'm having a good time in the Lord. I get ready to walk out. My wife is coming around the corner. She's just hurrying. I said, hey, good morning. She said, good morning. I'm heading to the hospital. Got to take, I said, well, what happened? I got to take um, Kaylee to the hospital. She thinks she's uh, hurt her wrist and something else. She's in pain. I got to go. I looked up to God. He said, I got this. I said, thank you, Lord. I, I, as a matter of fact, I forgot about it. I forgot about it until the beginning of this, this service. And I began to tell nobody. I said, man, something happened to my daughter this morning. But it didn't, it didn't phase me because I heard what God said. God said, I got this. And when he said, he, I got this, I began to praise him because I've seen how he's been moving in her life. And I've seen the transition. So I began to praise. And the more I praised him, the more I heard from him. And he would say, tell the people to give me the ear. 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 I, I, I got happy. Why? Because, because if he could get you to hear him, his voice is so awesome, it will drown out every negative thing that was ever spoken to you. He said, he said speak. Now, now get this. The, the, the third and final thing that I see with Samuel is that he esteemed Eli to be better. He, he served him. He, he esteemed him. Now, check this out. Eli was a priest, but Eli's life was raggedy. Just because you in that office don't mean that you live in the life. Eli's life was raggedy. His sons was a total disgrace to the church. But he still served because he esteemed them better. He esteemed them higher. And that's what happens in relationship. We look at what's wrong with them. He wasn't looking at what was wrong with them. He was looking at who God called him to be. God called him to be one that hears from him. And one that speaks to him. Who did God call you to be is the question. Well, here's the answer. He called you to be one who hears him, one who speaks to him, and one who obeys him. And you can't obey him unless you hear from him. 
He, he esteemed them. He esteemed them higher. And God, see, see, that's the thing. In relationship, we always want, we don't want to esteem. We want to expect. See, when you expect something and it don't happen, you become miserable. Mm-hmm. The only one you should be expecting something from is God. Because God can do anything. And as a matter of fact, he will for you. If you expect it. I expected God to show up. I expected God to bring you here. You want to know something else? I expect that after God gets this word in you that he spins your life around and you begin to see the manifestation of the promises of God. I expect that to happen. I expect all your bad relationship to be turned around into good relationship. Why? Because I expect that of God. But you, I just esteem. I want to be a blessing to you while God works the rest of it out. So, so, so he, 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 he esteemed. Now, get this. Eli, Eli. was not correcting his son. So, so when God spoke to him, he told him, now you got to speak my word to Eli. Wait, wait, wait. Eli served a man that he had to bring correction to. Anybody in here got some people in your life that you know need corrected? Just tell the truth. Wink at me. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and in relationship, sometimes we'll, we'll go correct, but we do it all wrong. Now, now, we need to correct one another. But what Eli does, Eli... <clears throat> Eli is doing all this bad stuff and Samuel hears from God and here's what he hears from God. I'm going to kill him. Yeah, you tell him. I'm going to get him and his son. That's what God said. I'm going to get him. You go tell him that. The Bible says he didn't want to. Who wants to deliver bad news? It wasn't that he had to deliver it. It's that how he delivered it. He didn't come and say, you crooked rascal. He said, I don't want to tell you this. But you need to get things in order. Because you're not obeying the voice of the Lord. You heard him. Instead of us trying to let people hear what the Spirit says, we try to make them hear what we got to say. You need to stop all that. That don't work. Do you realize you, listen, you don't have to say anything? That your, your very nature alone could bring sanctification to the ones next to you? You could just choose to do right instead of making you do, making, letting them make you do wrong. How do we do that? Let people change who God called you to be. You're a speaker of life. That's all you got. Everything else is garbage. So what you going to deliver? Are you a garbage man or a child of God? Let me tell you what the Lord said. He says that you are his son. That you are no longer a part of sin. But you have a new nature. A nature that he could speak to. And when you can hear from God, you can move like God. But I'm going to tell you something. There's some other stuff that's trying to get in your head. He's in your heart. He's giving your heart some ears. You need to start hearing with your heart instead of with your head. Because in your heart is where he dwells. In your heart is where the truth is. Up here, there's no telling what you're going to get on any given day. 
just depends on how you woke up that morning and who comes into your life. But in your heart is where he dwells. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is peace. There is joy. Is there anybody here who wants to hear what the spirit is saying to the church? Say, God, I hear you. Go ahead. God, I hear you. I was watching. I was watching that show, um, uh, Rush Hour. And Jackie Chan said, you don't understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. Chris Tucker said, don't nobody understand <laughs> the words that are coming out of your mouth. And God says, I want you to understand what I have to say. It's above everything else that's been said. God has a plan. And the plan through that conception, Hannah is still releasing favor and grace. And you were called to be the vessels of God. But the only way you can speak like them is if you hear from them. If your language does not line up with God, I have to ask the question, who are you listening to? Because as you hear from him, that's why he wants your ear. He said, when I get your ear, then I know I have you. You in a relationship? If you're in a relationship with anybody that won't hear you, you're in the relationship. You keep trying to talk to that joker. And that joker keep doing what he's doing. He ain't trying to hear you. You're ready to end the relationship. Because hearing is important. And being heard is important. So God says, if you hear me, then I'll teach you how to speak so others will hear you. Sometimes when you, the way you say it, they can't hear. But when you put favor and grace on it, then you know where it's coming from. And you don't have to raise your voice. He raised it. Because his voice comes from on high. And it brings power. And God wants you to know. He wants your ear. He don't want you to say anything. He wants to speak life to you. He called you. That's what the song said. He called you. So you should want more of him. We get so busy wanting more of this, that, and the other. But how about just more of him? I guarantee you, if you give him your whole ear, it will change the rest of your life. When's the last time you just said, you know what? I need some time for me and God. I love you, but I need to hear I really do need to hear. Whenever things get rough in the camp, it's not time for you to get mad at anybody. It's time for you to hear. As a matter of fact, when God, see, God wants your whole ear and he's going to get it. And if you don't give it to him, he'll send an earthquake in your house. I'm not talking about the earthquake that shake up the whole earth. I'm talking about the one that just shake up your house. And then he gets your ear. But he wants your ear so that he can use you according to how he purposed you. God wants to operate you in a kingdom living manner. Your royalty. You should not be living beneath. You should be living above. 
and the church has been living beneath because they won't hear what the Spirit is saying. Anybody with an ear today? Hallelujah! If you have an ear, go ahead and tell them, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. No, I didn't tell you to tell me. Tell him. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. My, your servant, your servant, your servant, God wants your ear. You've been giving it to everybody else. Why can't he have it? They didn't do nothing but lie to you. Now let him have it. All he has is truth, joy, goodness. I remember when people were telling me, you always going to be a player. You just a player. You, you going to, you calling me all that stuff. And I was eating it up. I was because I was foolish. That was speaking death over my life. But when God spoke to me, he said, you're more than that. You're not a player. You're a prophet. Huh? He said, I- I'm going to put my word in your mouth. How about that, Felix? Can you hear me now? I switched to Verizon. Yeah. Listen. God has much better for you. I'm telling you the truth. There are people that will come and try and speak to you. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, you have a choice. Either you receive it or you don't. It's time for the church to be the church. I receive what the Lord said. Now, whose report will you believe? For we shall believe the report of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's put that in the atmosphere. Everybody rest to your feet. It's time to go.